This is the Photography Podcast on photography.ca, episode number 129, Tips on Photographing Strangers. Hey there, photo lovers. How's it going? And welcome to the 129th Photography Podcast on photography.ca. My name is Marco, and as usual, we're coming to you from Montreal, Quebec, Canada. For today's show, I'm going to offer up a bunch of tips on uh, photographing strangers. Uh, We all like to do it sometimes, and uh, sometimes we get shy, so I'm uh, here to offer up some tips. But before we get into it, I always like to thank people for their comments on our last podcast, number 128, where we talked about why the Nifty 50 should be your first lens. Enrique Wazel, Nuno C, Barefoot, and Christopher Stephen B. all left uh, comments directly in the podcast, favorite way to get them. That's photography.ca forward slash blog. And I'd also like to thank the camera store, the largest camera store in Calgary, Alberta, Canada, for sponsoring this podcast. Okay then, let's just get right into today's podcast, Photographing Strangers. Many people want uh, to photograph, you know, strangers or interesting people that they meet in the street or they see in public, but uh, they often feel shy. And um, these tips are meant really to help you overcome your shyness. And then once you're trying to take the picture of this stranger, uh, some of these tips are going to help you uh, make the most of the situation. And some of these tips are going to be for when people are aware that you're photographing them, and some other tips are going to be for when they are not aware that you're photographing them. So let's get right into it. Uh, First off, it's so amazing how friendly, generous, and flattered most people are when you just simply ask them if you can take their photograph. People just are flattered. And, and, you know, I'm not the most outgoing guy, but I have like a seriously high success rate, like well over 90%. I just ask someone if I can take their portrait. Sometimes they ask why, and I just say it's for personal reasons. And they almost always say yes. It's like nine times out of ten. I was just giving a tour to a group of uh, five adults maybe a week ago. And we went out on St. Catherine Street to shoot some photography. And, you know, just to prove my point, I just asked strangers at random if I could take their pictures. Not even so much to take their pictures, just to prove to the people that uh, most people say yes. And sure enough, uh, everyone I asked said yes. You know, I asked five, six people at random just during this, you know, quick group. um, And they all said yes. So just asking politely, you know, most people are going to say yes. And if they say no for any reason, it's not the end of the world. Move on. And if you want to increase these odds even more, if the situation feels right, um, doesn't always feel right, but you can always offer to email the person a, a copy of the photograph, especially if you show it to them on the back of their camera after you take it. Anyway, it's all about being friendly and most people say yes. So that's tip number one. Tip number two is going to be that bigger lenses, you know, might be intimidating for many people. So even though, you know, we have a good reach with a, you know, a 200 or a 300, especially if if we're not being watched or they're unaware of our presence, you know, once people become aware of your presence and you try and approach them, they may sometimes turn away just because, you know, they don't know what you're going to do with the picture. You look like you have a pro camera. Um, They just don't know. So sometimes that nifty 50 lens that uh, we spoke about last podcast, you know, that's way less intrusive. It's way less intimidating looking. So people may well be less intimidated by your camera that way. Um, You know, on a crop sensor camera, you could stand a little farther back using that 50 millimeter uh, versus a full frame camera, which may make you feel more comfortable if you have a crop sensor camera and have not tried this. So do give that 50 millimeter lens a shot. Um, You know, also if you want to blur the background, these 50 millimeters typically have really shallow depth of field. So again, I uh, encourage the use of the 50. 
So tip number three, if someone has agreed to let you take their portrait, then, um, you know, there's always the environment around that subject to be aware of. So don't always put 100% of your attention only on the subject. So yes, of course, if you want to get really, really close for a frame or two, um, you know, fill their face with the frame or get really, really tight for sure. But then, you know, if you have a few seconds, take a little bit of the environment as well. And when you're doing it, you're going to want to scan that environment for, for distractions. If there are distractions behind your subject, maybe move your position slightly or just gently ask your subject to move slightly. You know, this only takes a few seconds, but it makes a massive difference. We might get nervous and forget to do it, but if we could take a beat and just remember to look around, scan the environment, you know, it makes a huge difference in the quality of the end product. You know, we can't always do this for different reasons. Maybe sometimes there's an obstacle between you and the person, or it's a tight environment, but when we can do this, our portraits and our pictures of strangers are usually way better. Now, tip number four is going to be for people who are unaware they are being photographed. Well, this is up to every individual photographer's conscience. Um, you know, in Canada and most of the USA, as far as I know, if you're in a public space and your subject is in a public space, then you have every legal right to photograph any person you see in public. You can even put that photograph on the web if you want. As long as you're not selling it commercially, generally you're not going to get in trouble and you don't need the subject's permission. I'm not a lawyer, so this is only just a real general guideline and may differ depending on your particular geography. Now, even though it's often easier to photograph people when they are unaware of your presence, often there's like this lack of interaction or anything dynamic about the image. So, and we see this time and time again on the web. We'll take pictures of people that like aren't looking at us. They're not aware of us. And it's boring. There's nothing going on. It's sort of up to you to, to make something go on or wait for something interesting to go on. You know, maybe that person is going to be gesturing in a cool way or maybe he's looking at something interesting. Maybe there's something interesting in the environment, but it's sort of up to you to scan, frame, decide when to click the button, but it should be interesting on some level if it's gonna be a good photograph. Look for the story, frame a story, or the suggestion of a story. Wait for it to happen. And I'll just talk about a personal example of some photographs that I took for this very podcast. Please feel free to check the show notes. You know, I took some pictures of where strangers knew I was photographing them and they didn't and there'll be captions. So of course, feel free to check the show notes. But in one case in particular, I was in uh, Parc La Fontaine in Montreal, which is one of my favorite parks uh, in all of Montreal. And there were these two mischievous boys and I was photographing them from behind. So they were unaware that I was photographing them. And what they were doing is in Parc La Fontaine, there's a there's a lake with a fountain and there's ducks and boys being boys they had found some rocks and they were trying to whip them at the ducks luckily no ducks were harmed uh, the boys couldn't throw the rocks fast enough but it just it was screaming boyhood to me so I had to capture it so I captured the boy as he's shooting the rock at the duck I can't see the boy's face the boy never knew I took a photograph of him but because there's sort of a story there, it makes the shot interesting. If it was just him talking to his friend without the gesture of throwing the rock, it would be far more boring in my opinion. So again, this is just a guideline to wait for some interesting gestures because with interesting gestures come interesting photographs, with interesting environments come interesting photographs, with interesting light comes interesting photographs, and it's up to you to either see that it's interesting or frame something interesting. 
and in general, as a general rule, you know, we try and frame things the best we can in camera. But uh, if during post-processing we think that a tighter crop would work or we see a distraction that we missed, of course, if cropping makes it stronger crop, there is no rule against it. In fact, I encourage it for even better photographs. Now, if you are in a public place where, you know, people are performing, you know, uh, in, a, in a city somewhere, either a street performer or a musician, again, it's these gestures and good compositions and maybe trying to catch the performer as they look at you. These are going to make the shots more interesting again, you know, and they certainly don't expect any privacy. So you definitely shouldn't feel shy about not asking them for their permission if they're performing. They are performing, they should expect to be photographed. But like when they look at you, that could be a magic moment if you can catch the look in their eye, maybe a little bit of their activity, um, you know, if they're looking down or looking away. Yeah, it's better than no shot, but it's not going to be as good as if there's the interaction with you or if the gesture is supremely strong. And on the exact opposite side, a lot of people take pictures of the backs of people. And this generally more often than not. And we do it because, you know, we're shy. You know, we don't want to disturb anyone. We don't want to bother anyone. So we take pictures very often of the backs of people and so often they don't work because you need the interaction with the front of the person in order to increase your odds of making that great photo. Yes, there are good photographs of the backs of people, you know, a couple holding hands walking into the sunset. That could be a really nice photo if the composition's all nice. But if you can't see what the person's doing and the gesture isn't strong, generally the backs of people are, are the wrong way to go. You need to be a little more bold, uh, suck it up a little bit and just approach people and maybe ask them for their permission uh, to take their portraits or their photographs. And I think that's all I have to say about that in terms of assignments this month on the forum. Our regular assignment is feet, like actual feet. And it could be human feet, dog feet, feet in interesting positions. Anyway, it's up to you. And our level two assignment is into the light. So please feel free to participate. And I'd like to thank the Camera Store again for sponsoring this podcast. The Camera Store is a full-line dealer for an entire range of photographic equipment and supplies. Whether you are a leading professional or new to photography, their expert staff are always ready to assist you in finding the perfect equipment at great prices. Thanks so much for listening, everyone. If you're a little more of a reserve photographer, I hope this podcast has maybe inspired you to get out there, approach a stranger, and keep on shooting. Bye for now, everyone. Thanks so much for listening. <laughs>